Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to another edition of the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. And tonight we bring you another edition of the Grambling State Wednesdays here on the East-West Football Podcast. Our first guest tonight is the Grambling State Tigers defensive coordinator, Cedric Thornton. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm blessing you. praying out about yourself. I'm, I'm great. Thank you so much for making some time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to talk with us. Oh, man, no problem. I'm, I'm actually was looking forward to it. Yes, sir, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Coach Thornton, how did you start your coaching career, and how did you uh, end up being the defensive coordinator at Grambling State? Oh, uh, man, you know, actually, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, playing ball, uh, you know, of course, a lot of people play ball and all that good stuff, but I was, you know, always one that I enjoyed the the chess match of the game. You know, I you know, I always, as a high school guy, spent a lot of time, you know, thinking I was coaching. I studied the game and I played college ball. I spent a lot of time, you know, on Sundays with the staff, you know, with the game playing and the film and stuff. So I always enjoyed that part of it. Uh, once I was done playing, um, you know, it seemed like it was a natural progression for me to get into the game. So I started coaching high school ball. I consider myself a high school ball coach to this day. I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I think it's pure. It's more pure than, than, than college ball. Definitely more pure than, than, than uh, the, the, um, the, the professionals, if you ask me. Uh, Cause you got, you got a lot of young people, man, that's, that's playing a game uh, for their neighborhood school. And that's really, for the most part, 80, 80% of them just want to do, they just want to play on the, on the neighborhood team. Um, want to be a part of something positive. Um, so I'm a high school ball coach by heart. So I started doing that um, 2009, 2009, uh, I get a phone call um, 
from a college teammate of mine who's a college head coach asking me for my help. They needed my help. And I, I started coaching college ball then. Um, and been, I mean, that's what I've been doing since. Um, you know, like I say, it's, it's, I enjoy it. I love it. Um, I don't like the politics of it, uh, but I do enjoy being able to, to focus on ball and be able to help young people. Um, to be the uh, being a defense coordinator, when I started coaching college ball, I started as a position coach in 2009, mid-season that year, I was a special teams coordinator. At the end of that season, I was a defensive coordinator. Uh, so, so 2000 from 2009 to 2010, I became a defensive coordinator uh, right out of uh, high school ball, um, and pretty much been that. To, you know, I had some stints uh, where I wasn't a defensive coordinator, but you know, I was at Alcorn State University the last six years, last four as a coordinator, uh, as a defensive coordinator. Um, Coach Jackson called me out the blue one Monday and I uh, said he needed a defensive coordinator. He talked to somebody that said he needed to come get me. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, that made me, I guess, feel some kind of way. I guess I've been doing something right. Uh, you know, I said at that point, man, I had never met Coach Jackson there in my life. If we were in the same state at the same time, I would not have known it. Uh, but, you know, he, he believed in somebody that he spoke to that believed in me to give me an opportunity to go work with him. So, you know, here I am today. So how was that first interaction that you had with them? I mean, either, you know, well, actually both on the phone and then when you met him in person. <laughs> well, the first interaction on the phone was, you know, when he called me, you know, uh, with Coach Jackson, yada, yada, you know, I, okay, uh, yeah, how you doing, Coach? And, you know, I want to, you know, I talked to somebody, so I need a defense coordinator. I said, Coach, hold up a second. Before you say another word, man, if you're talking like I thank you for the time, I need you to talk to my head coach first. Uh, because I, man, my friend McNair, the guy I'm leading from, I got high respect for, high regard, love that dude to death. He, he, he's a great coach, great, he's a better, a great man. So I said, Carl, I got to do this right. So call head coach. He called Matt. And uh, I guess they talked and he got on, got on phone the next day. So, so, you know, it was initially uh, surprising because I didn't know, um, you know, never, never spoke to him, didn't know him. Uh, so it was surprising. And then when I first, you know, first met him, you know, business usually when I first met him, I mean, he, you know, he's a ball coach, I'm a ball coach. So it was, it was, you know, nothing, uh, when I first met him, it was more a shocker to me to receive a phone call from him out the blue. And like I said, I'd never met, met him before in my life. So we actually had one of your linebackers, Joshua Reed, join us last week. And he said he was really excited to have you uh, lead this defense next year. He, he seemed to act like he is, man. You know, it's totally different uh, what, what we do now. And what, what Joshua and what Gremlin has done in the past is totally different. Um, and the guys seem to be pretty excited about it because um, they get a chance to, to be diverse, to learn, to learn uh, a lot more and do a lot more. Um, so uh, do, we ain't going to say a lot more. Just do something different than they've done in the past. And, uh, you know, uh, I know the staff that was there before, uh, they did the thing, and it's just totally different for them. So 
you know, Joshua and, you know, I, I tease with them often be like, man, maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe I just need to stop. We need to go back and be like, no, go, please don't do it. Go, please stay, keep, you know, stay with yet. So, um, yeah, he seems to be, and he and the rest of the guys seem to be, they seem to be enjoying what we got going. What can we expect out of this defense next year? I'm still trying to find it out, honestly. Honestly, um, you know, that's not just, just you know, that ain't just podcast talk, interview talk, coach talk. You know, I'm, I'm a guy off of there. If you, if you, you know, you, of course, this is our first time talking. If we ever talk again, if you just watch, pay attention to me. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have secrets, um, but I am as honest as, as I possibly can be because I, I'm gonna forget a lot. I had too many concussions to remember to remember them. So I'm a, I'm a always shoot it straight, and and I look at things as they are. You know, I don't try to, I don't try to make them what they not. I believe my eyes. I trust my eyes. If I see it, I believe it. Um, so what you know, if they if they continue to grab, and grasp and gravitate towards what we're trying to do from a coaching staff standpoint. Uh, I would say you can expect uh, an aggressive defense, um, a high energy uh, defense, guys that play hard. When you watch them, it look like they like playing the game. Um, I like guys that like playing football. A lot of people say love. Yeah, that sounds good. But I, I, I like guys that like playing football. And uh, cause I, think it, I think it means more in my crazy way of thinking. Um, I'll explain that to you if you ask me, but it's, um, <laughs> well, yeah, let, let's go and talk about that. Um, well, you know, I always say, man, you know, people that love things, they love it. Love is action, action verb. And, you know, you love things for what is done for you, what is doing for you or something that's going to happen. So that's why you love things. You know, people, people get married because they love the spouse. Uh, people, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people, we do certain things because we love those things, but those same people stop doing those things because they don't like them anymore. There's a lot of divorces right now because people just don't like each other. They don't mean they don't love them. They still love them because of the, of the time they had together, the time they shared together, the things, the, 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 the memories, the children, all that stuff. They just don't want to be around each other. So I, I, I like people that like football you know, football has been good to them. They got a lot of them. Uh, you know, they got a lot of girlfriends because of the game. They got education because of the game. They've been able to do things because of the game. But when you like it, you're you're not going to be forced to do those things to keep it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, you're you're going to you're going to go to class. You're going to the to the weight room. You're going to study extra. You're going to watch more film because you like the game. Uh, those are the guys that I kind of gravitate toward. And you really can't fool me. You really can't fool me with it, by the, you know, if you like it or not, because uh, there's nothing I have to do to see it. Um, so I think, you know, you know, hopefully we can, we, you can watch Grambling defense playing. So yeah, them guys like football. You know, them guys like football. What's going on, Coach Thor? Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know that you coached in um, Jacksonville, Florida, at Reigns High School, or whatnot. And yeah. what would you say? Yeah, what would you say is one of the biggest the learning curves coming from the high school ranks to the college rank? Uh, dealing with the business side of it, um, 
man, I, I, I honestly, you know, when I was a high school ball coach, you know, every, every recruiter that would come through there, uh, you know, man, dude, you, you, your practice is just like, just like a college and, and, you know, and, you know, what you teaching guys here, they go, they will be able to transition easily. At that point, I never coached no college ball before. So the, the learning curve with me, man, was honestly just uh, dealing with the business, the politics side of it. You know, I, I, you know, I know coaches get hired to get fired. And, and, and even in the high school level, a place like Ryan's high school, you were expected to win. The tradition of there was, 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 was great. Um, you know, always had great ball players, you know, you know, all that good stuff. So they expect you to win yet, you know, to deal with the politics of, of on the college level was just a little bit more than I had to deal with at Reigns. I had to deal with it at Reigns, I'm, you know, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> just a little bit more at the college level. You know, a lot of people, you know, they want, you know, when I was, you know, me being a, a no-name guy, you know, it was, you know, he's never coached college ball before, can he do this? You know, when I was, you know, me being a no-name guy. Well, today you got guys getting getting head coaching jobs on the college level that's never coached college ball, never coached ball, or um, never coached college ball before. So that's not being said now because of the name. So that's the politics part of the business part of that that was tough for me. Uh, that's still tough for me uh, to deal with. Um, you know, so the learning curve as far as the game, man, football is football. And this game is played on 100 by 53 and the third, man. And, you know, blocking is blocking, holding is holding, passing the friend, passing the friend, just where, you know, just about any league in, in, in this country. Um, you know, a touchdown is six points, you know. Uh, you know, so uh, it's, it's football is football. So it's, it's a learning curve for the X's and O's, the game itself. Um, that's been something God blessed me with the ability to understand this game, man. He, he gave me that. And I just try to use what God gave me through the game of football to get across to young people, to get a, you know, to try to make a difference in their life because I, you know, I've been, I guess he, that's how he want me to do it. It's excellent coach there on um, coach. Stewart. That's some great insight there. Um, real quick, I want to ask you about um, playing the three, four defensive end and then transitioning to playing like a four, three defensive end. Why do we see so many players struggle? They so used to playing in just, just one Defensive system or whatnot, and then when it's time, like when a new coaching um, system comes in, a new coaching defense, a new coaching court, new defensive coordinator comes in and whatnot. Why do some of these star players? I mean, it can be in the college level or in, in the in the pro ranks. They struggle coming from a three four DN and playing to playing four three DN. But because because the mentality is just a tad bit different, the 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 guy the body that that you recruit is a tad bit different. If you recruiting a three four DN, a lot of times you recruiting a, a, a really a, a, a long, undersized three technique, all right? Or you're recruiting a a hybrid outside backer. So now, if I'm taking a hybrid outside backer, you know, and I'm just I'm using both position because I don't I'm not sure how people will label them, but if I'm a three four guy. And typically in a 3-4 system, you're going to have a zero nose, a big guy that's down there that's, that's, that's dealing with the center and both guards who pretty much eating all that. 
And if teams are playing uh, four eyes, which means they got two defensive linemen that are inside shade of the tackles, they typically would call those guys defensive ends. And then the two guys standing up outside of them would be outside linebackers. So if I am a defensive end in a 3-4 system, that means I am typically playing a four-eye. So I'm a, I'm a bigger defensive end, but in a 4-3 system, I'm really kind of undersized to be a true three technique. All right, so, so that body changes because now in a 4-3 system, often above him out. Or if he is that big guy that doesn't move very well in the space, I'm going to slide him down a little bit to, to a three technique. Physically, he should be able to deal with it because that's what he's been doing in the three, four system anyway. It's just now you're probably about to lose something when you're talking about a guy playing on the edge when you're dealing with pass rushing and stuff. Now that outside linebacker who's been standing up on the edge, he is probably the guy that's going to play the defensive end in a 4-3 system, the five technique, the six technique, the nine technique, all right? And because he is used to being on the edge. Usually three, four system, that guy rushing off the edge a lot. Usually three, four system, if he's not rushing off the edge, he's dropping in the curve, flat, and covered. Well, now in a 4-3 system, he is on the edge. He's rushing off the edge. He's rushing off the edge, depending on what you're doing with your package. Um, the guy may have opportunity to drop a little bit. Now, the the the, the 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 thing about it to make it those guys see and feel like that that they're really doing the same thing is the defensive the outside linebacker quote unquote defensive end. I'm okay with him not having his hand in the dirt, man. If you can if you can stand up in a two point stance and a five technique and do what I need you to do, man. By all means, get it done. Period. And if that makes them feel better coming from a 3-4 system. But typically, the difference be, uh, it's just the bodies, man, uh, what those guys are comfortable doing, you know, how coaches recruit for the system. When you're recruiting for a 3-4 system, you're recruiting for a different type of athlete uh, than you are in a 4-3 system. So, you know, I'm trying to make that adjustment now by moving guys you know, that that were listed on the roster last year as linebacker. But no, man, you're not a linebacker. You're a defensive end. You're finna go up front. And now we're just making that adjustment uh, as we go. Coach Stewart, and give, give us a couple of names this year on, on, your defense, um, on your defense to look out for this year. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to start up front. My um, coach linebackers, I I think I'm the best linebacker coach in the world, but my heart is with the defensive line for real. Uh, so I'm gonna start up front with my with, with my defensive tackle, Wesley Green. Uh, keep your eye on Big West. Uh, he really, really, really surprised me this spring. I, I, he 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 got some stuff in him. I really like him. Uh, by uh, Brian Powell, defensive end. Brian Powell. Uh, I really, really like him. I'm very deep at defensive end this year um, here. I, I really like that group. I think I'm six deep. Uh, well, Brian Powell is uh, is uh, those two guys up front. Um, the second level, uh, Joshua Reed, as you guys have already spoke with Joshua. Um, um, I got a... <laughs> 
Uh, I ain't gonna talk about him because he ain't on campus, yes, but I do got a signee that's uh, I'm, 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 I'm just so ancient like genuine to get him on campus, but he ain't here yet, so I ain't gonna talk about him yet. So a linebacker, I'm gonna go Joshua Reed. Um, at safety, uh, Quincy Mitchell. Um, Quincy Mitchell safety at corner, Devin Bush, and at corner, Ray Estes. So I, I start with that with that group right there. Appreciate the coach story, and I cannot wait to tune in to, to some Grambling State football this year. Oh, man, me. So, Coach, uh, of course, thank you for, for being on with us. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, I, of course, you know, Kendo and Fidel asked some great questions, man, so it's my turn. Uh, yes, coach, who got you into coaching? Uh, honestly, man, I, I I believe I just think myself, uh, and and that that's that's the sound that sounds so. Yeah, that's excuse me. That sounds so arrogant. Uh, but and I'm saying that because growing up. Uh, Growing up single single mom, um, my outlet to stay <laughs> to stay out of trouble. My mom, she 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 stop a party, man. She didn't play. Was was athletics, was sport, was football. And mom, mom used to always tell me, tell me that. Everything you want to do is in that football. So because I I guess I heard it from her and I enjoyed the game. So I spent a lot of my time. I spent a lot of my time really, really studying football. When I was when I was when I was growing up, I used to literally, when the draft, the NFL draft was happening, I used to write down every pick. Of, of the NFL draft. I used to sit there in front of the TV and literally just write down Dallas Cowboy, first pick, boom, boom, boom. About it. I mean, everything about it. And all my life, I've always, like, I, I, I was always very intrigued with just the game, how the game was played. You know, I played, I used to play chess a little bit. And and it was always intriguing to me to see how people got to doing certain things they like to do. Um, I enjoyed growing up watching Mike Singletary because how he how he approached the game mentally. And I used to enjoy listening to the, the sound tracks of, of them talking about him talking about this is happening, this going to go on, and all that stuff intrigued me. That was, that was very intriguing to me. Now I go from really, really, really enjoying this game to being in a single parent home. Now my junior high coach starting to play a role in me really, okay, I like what he's doing. You know, I got a lot of respect for Coach Cash and Coach Richardson. And they pulling me along and you know, I see them as coaches and have a lot of respect for them as coaches. So that just carried me on, man. I uh, went out through high school doing the same thing, uh, all in college. And I told them, telling the guys early, man, and, you know, 
college, we play on Saturdays and on Sundays. Coaches in the office working on the game plan for the next week, and I, I'm, I'm in the corner in the back room with them. Um, you know, that intrigued me. So after that, my, you know, after my playing days were over. My college coordinator was coaching high school ball. He said, man, I need, no, no. Before that, uh, I went and, and, and my, my college coach was still at my school, Alabama State. He said, man, come out here and help us out this spring. So I went out there this spring. I think that's when that bug got. Uh, I went out there this spring. Then another coach said, man, come help me in this high school. And when I started coaching high school kids, man, it was a wrap. I was done. <laughs> I just, that's, this what I, this what I was supposed to be doing, you know, not necessarily what I want to be doing. This what I was supposed to be doing. So yeah, I, I, that, 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 that pretty much got me right there. Well said, well said. I think, I think that bug hit us all right around that time. Like you said, junior high is kind of where, where the curiosity kicks in and then we try to find out where we fit in and then, you know, it, it hits everybody differently. And I'm glad, I'm grateful that these coaches had that impact on you then. And you had that opportunity and, and you caught on to it. Uh, man, we've seen, we've seen a different energy uh, from not only from Grambling State with Coach Hugh, but the whole HBCU community. Uh, can you just elaborate on that? Uh, can, can you uh, say, can you just can, in a nutshell, can you just summarize how, what are the emotions? I mean, how, how's the energy levels? Uh, is the team, is the defense, is the team, is everybody responding? I mean, it seems, it, it just seems so interesting. Let, let me, let me, let me be honest. I'm, I'm, all I know I do is tell the truth. All right, so. And a lot, and I have to make sure I'm saying things politically correct at times. Huh? I am an HBCU guy. Okay? All right. I am a, I am a swag dude. Uh, I'm originally born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. I have my undergrad from Alabama State University. and my graduate degree from Texas Southern University. I have coached at Alabama State. Texas Southern, Alcorn, and now Grambling. So in this conference, this conference covers six states. I have coached in four of the six. I coach high school ball in the state of Florida. My wife is the head women's basketball coach at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So I cover this entire region, basically, in this conference. I love this conference. I've been in this conference all my life. Like I said, I grew up in Jack, Mississippi, man. Uh, um, right down the street, I can, I can literally walk out my, my house and be on Jackson State campus in five minutes walking. I ain't running. I'm just walking. So this conference, contrary to what a lot of people know, has always been strong. This conference has always been solid. Yes, we have some highliners, some highliners in the conference now. Uh, the bringing, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, the media, the you know, everybody want to put a spotlight on it because it seems so fresh. But there's always been great ball play in this conference. There's always been great, great athletes in this conference. There's always been great coaching in this conference. Now we just so happen to put the spotlight. It ain't no different than. 
there's it ain't no difference than when African Americans were not allowed to go to the SEC. That didn't mean that that there were some guys who couldn't play ball. They just weren't allowed to be seen. Now all of a sudden, they're allowed to go to the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and now they're being seen. Now all of a sudden, man, them dudes can really play. Them dudes, they've been playing all along. They've been playing all along. Ain't nothing changed. So this conference, man, it's been great to a lot of people. It's been great for a long time. I mean, just look at the NFL Hall of Famers from Walter Payton to Rob Brazil to Jerry Rice to uh, uh, Agus Slater. I mean, uh, Michael Strahan. You go, I mean, just look at the conference. The conference has been great to, from, you know, at one time, Grandma State University had more players in the National Football League than Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So the conference has always been here. Now all of a sudden, these guys that that has the names, they come in and it's like, bam, I brought I'm I'm making this happen. No co-signers, you didn't. Yes, thank you for coming and bring spotlight, bring you your cameras and all that. No, Coach Jackson, you didn't. And he's my boss. It's <laughs> all we we grant. You know, we're we're this conference always been great, man. And so, you know, me being the guy, me being the guy, guy, man, I love this conference, man. I love this conference, I love this league. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting that the young people are getting what they ask for. You know, the young people want, they want to be seen. They want to know the ride. So exciting for them. Me being an old ball coach, man, old school dude, man, it's, you know, it's, it's almost too much, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's almost too much because with me, and I'm honest to tell you, I want I'm I'm curious to see when it's gonna die out. You know, you know, when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, now all of a sudden we're important. So I'm just, you know, I hope hope is it has some substance to it and and people really understand that we got a great product and we got great people um on the field, off the field, in the community, man. And you know, everybody just want want to do do good and do right. So, I'm excited for the young people. I'm excited for the young people. I'm excited for the future of the HBCUs. I'm excited for them if we continue <clears throat> to do right by each other. No doubt, no doubt, Coach. I mean, uh, I think the most notable name right now today today in the NFL is uh, Darius Leonard. Uh, so, you know. The, the talent's always been there at HBCU, but definitely, I mean, there's definitely now all, all eyes are on HBCU. And, and I mean, you guys are, you guys are definitely, you guys are definitely doing it the right way. So, I mean, everybody now seems to be keeping an eye out and interested. And I know I'm going to be tuning in. Uh, but with that said, coach, what are your expectations for this season? I mean, you know, what would you consider a success? Oh, uh, the win a championship, man. All I do is win. Uh, I have no, all I do is win. Um, everywhere I've been as a ball coach, I find a way, we find a way to win. And I have no, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting nothing less. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging because we are literally trying to change the roster uh, to try to, to try to flip it, to get, to fit us. Uh, who we are. Uh, however, I am, I do understand that, 
that, you know, as a good ball coach, you got to be able to cook the groceries you got in the kitchen. You know, I got to be able to cook what I got in the kitchen, and, and I think I can make that work. Uh, I'm going to make a meal out of what's in there. You know, if it ain't in there right now, okay, yeah, I want something else. I want the filet mignon. I want, I, I, that's what I want, but I ain't got it in there right now. So I'm going to make, I'm going to make it work. Uh, and I, so, man, nothing less than championship, man. I, I expect it. Um, I do believe we are going to, I was telling God, we're going we gonna to play an exciting brand of football. Uh, we're going to be disciplined. We're going to be physical. Um, well, we gonna it's gonna look like they gonna look like we like football. Um, I expect that. Uh, that's all you know. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. Uh, every defense I ever had. That's who we've been. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't take no, you know, we ain't, I ain't accepting nothing else, guys. This, this is how we rock, man. And it's gonna rock with me. That's what we do. So, you know, I ain't saying it's gonna be perfect. I ain't saying we gonna. Shut everybody out. I ain't saying we're not going to blow in the sign. We're not going to miss a tackle. But when we do it, it'll be done at 100 miles an hour. We will play with great. I don't coach Elford. Uh, Elford between you and you. You know, if I got to coach Elford, uh, you can't play for me. So, and they understand that. They understand that. So, um, it's going to be fun, man. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um you know, like you say, all eyes on this comp, this league, this league tough, man. Um, you know, from the East and the West, you know, you got all these different schools. Any given Saturday, man, you can get your block knocked off. Um, so it's going to be very, very, very exciting. Man, Coach, I love it, man. Uh, like you said, it's championship. That's that, that's the expectation, and that's what we achieve for, right, especially in football. So, with that said, Coach, hey, best of luck this year. And man, like, like, I, like, like I, we talked already previously. Man, we're gonna be tuning in. We're gonna be see what's we're gonna, we're gonna be rooting on for Grambling State. I appreciate it, God. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome, Coach Thorn. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, thank you for having me, man. I hope I wasn't too bad. Um, I hope I was a decent interviewee. Decent, you were great. I, I mean, shoot, I hope we can bring you back here soon. Talk some more um, football. I mean, anytime I talk ball all the time. My wife, my wife, I made her, I made her leave. Uh, she be bothering me. Go on, go somewhere, go coach some basketball or something. But, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it, I appreciate it, guys, man. You know, like I say, you know, I'm, I'm that quiet guy. I don't, I don't, I don't get in nobody's way. If people want to talk to me, I talk. Uh, but I don't, you know, the credit ain't, ain't, ain't to me. You know, it's the young people and everything you guys doing, man, you know, as, as tough as I may have signed early, man, I appreciate it. I, you know, we really do. And I'm speaking from a guy, this is my conference. And, and you know, our first staff meeting we had, I made sure everybody on staff understood that, man, this is my conference. I love this league. And everything that you guys doing right now, you know, whether it's for Grambling, whether it's for HBCU, whether it's for the SWAC, Man, just for these young people in general, I mean, SEs, I don't care because everybody, you know, everybody needs some, you know, we we, we got to get us back, man. We, we you know, we losing our people, our young people uh, senselessly, and, you know, we got to figure out a way to get them all back and anything positive you guys are doing, man, I appreciate it. I mean, my hat's off to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Coach. And, again, thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope to catch up with you soon. All right, guys. Be blessed. Thank you. Coming up next, 
Offensive lineman Tyler Thomas joins us. Stick around. Our next guest is an offensive lineman for Grambling State University. Tyler Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. All right, Tyler. So go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us who Tyler Thomas is. Um, my name is Tyler Thomas. I'm from uh, Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, you know, I'm just blessed to be here. Uh, I play offensive line at Grambling State University. Um, that's that's pretty much all about me. Uh, I'm just a great person to be around. Uh, a great leader, a great teammate, I feel like, in my eyes. At what age did you start playing football? Um, I started playing football, for real, once I got to high school. So I would say 15. Okay. I'm really a late bloomer to it. And, and how how did that go for you? I mean, did you ever want to play football? or How did that come about? I mean, I always grew up around the sport. Uh, I loved the game, you know, since I was a kid. But, you know, I just never really got into it until high school, for real. Because that's when, you know, everything started to become free and I could just go and ball out. Yeah, and so, I mean, who would you compare your game to? My game? Um, I would have to say right now, Ellen Jenkins. You know, I feel like he's he's the most versatile in the game. Um, I like DJ Humphreys. Um, Trent Williams, I love his game. But, you know, some of his stuff is kind of hard to mock, you know. But, um I really like to watch every position, though, you know. What do you think we can expect from this Grambling State offensive line this year? I think we should be dominant this year, you know. Uh, last year, we weren't as dominant as we could be. Uh, I like I like our coaching staff. I like what the, uh, the direction Coach Jackson has us going in. And everything should just be dominant, you know. We should dominate the line of scrimmage at all times. You know, the goal is to always lead in rushing yards, you know. Um, we want to protect the QB at all times. I feel like we have a long way to go, but I feel like we can get there. How was your first interaction with Coach Jackson? My first interaction with uh, Coach Jackson was actually through a text message. You know, um, he had asked me what would it take, you know, to get things going the right way at Grambling State University. This is pretty much before he even got there, you know, and I basically told him a few things, and I started with academics. I felt like that would be the biggest thing that would play into it. Uh, I feel like once we handle academics, all the football things will play yourself up. Give me a fun fact of, of you, Tyler. Something that maybe a lot of people don't know, maybe a hobby that you enjoy. A hobby that I enjoy? Um, I'm a big reader. I'm not going to lie. I read a lot, you know. I had just started this probably like in college, you know. Um, but I just love to read, man. Anything, you put a book in front of me, man, I'll read it a day or two. Hey, what's going on, Tyler? What's going on with you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. Hey, man, I see um, I see your talents and whatnot. I look, look, look you up a little bit, did some work on you, man. Oh, what would you say one of your weaknesses that you would like to improve on upon this upcoming season for Gremlin? Um, I feel like this summer is pivotal for me, you know. I feel like I need to get in the weight room extra hard this summer to, to, to get my body to the point where I could just dominate every play. You know, I feel like that would be my biggest weakness right now. I feel like my feet, you know, is probably my biggest strength right now and my hands. But I feel like once I get the strength to put everything together, you know, I'll be pretty much dominant. And I see, uh, I know, I'm pretty sure you follow the NFL draft at this upcoming draft, right? Okay, yes, you know, Ron Walker coming out of Georgia defensive end or whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. So I see you play a little bit of backup center and, and you know, you'll, you'll start your 
So if I got you, if I if you got if Trevon Walker's out on the edge or whatnot, the game was a lot on the line, and I need say this, your starting lineman, starting tackle is hurt. I need you to come in off the bench, and you know take care of Trevon Walker because he's hurt or whatnot. Will you be able to do it for me? Oh yes, sir. I feel like I can go and play at any position, you know, at any level. You know, it's just a, a matter of fact of me being prepared for that and, and taking the right preparation throughout the week for that that job. Will you be able to contain Aaron Donald if you play in center? <laughs> I feel like with the proper work, you know, I feel like that comes with time. You know, that, that comes with a lot of time. You know, Aaron Donald, he's a seasoned vet. He's probably the best in the game on the defensive side. I feel like, you know, so I have to give him his, his respect. But at, at the end of the day, I feel like if I do get to that point, you know, and I put that work in, you know, why not have the confidence in myself to block anybody? That's what I like to hear. You know, we get a lot of people on, and they have a lot of different answers. But, that's, you, I mean, that, that was a great answer for you right there. I appreciate it, Tyler. For sure. Tyler, now you're saying, like, you know, right now, uh, who's who is the, the 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 player that you model your game against? Or um, Elton Jenkins, I would say. Yeah, is, that, is, that, is that the center for the Packers? He uh he, he's not necessarily the center. He I think he he might have started at all five positions for them. You know, I feel like I think at one point he was their left tackle, left guard. But he he's plays for the Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe I wanna say I was just looking at that today. It's so crazy that you say that because um I'm looking at the twenty nineteen draft and you see I'm a big cowboy fan, right? So uh, you know, that's my team. And mm-hmm. I I was looking at it and I was like, man, look at this. You know the Cowboys kind of need help on the on on the interior altogether. Like I mean, altogether. I mean, I mean yeah. the, the I mean Tyron Smith is getting up there. He, I mean, I hate to say that thirty's an old man, but you know what I'm saying he's been playing. He's been playing a long time. I think Tyron came into the NFL at the age of twenty. And then you also have um, um, Zach Martin also approaching thirty-two. So. You know, there, there needs to be an influx of, of youth and uh, uh, definitely some some depth, right? Because, you know, like you said, your 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 goal is to keep your running back rushing and your quarterback upright, right? So yeah. let, let me ask you, let's go to a little bit into depth into that. I mean, how how far into the future, um, like what are your goals? Are, are you expecting to go through the whole draft process? Are you are you hoping to get, considered to be drafted into the NFL or maybe getting a position in the NFL? I feel like right now, you know, right now I'm pretty young into my process. You know, I'm only 19 years old. So yeah. I have a long way to go. But the goal for me, you know, is pretty much just play as long as I can. You know, oh, I can't okay. really predict the future, you know, but as long as I go, you know, I'm going to give it my all, you know, whether that be, you know what I'm saying, if I'm in an NFL office or if I'm at Grandma State University, you know, but I mean, of course, the goal for me would definitely be to get drafted. You know, I want to be the, the uh, first drafted lineman from Grambling State since 92, you know. Uh, I feel like that would be a big accomplishment for me. Wow. You see, when you have numbers like that, since 90, since 1992, that means you do do your homework. So that's also a great first step. Um, I definitely think that the spotlight, like I said it on all of our, all you know, all of our you know, we've been able to interview some quite some some people from Grand Rapids State, and I asked them, you know, like, man, all eyes are on HBCU, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's been around for a long time, and you know, HBCUs, you know, they 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 need the respect, but 
But it's yeah. good that it's good that now that people are are starting to pay attention mainstream media. You know, it's great to see this stuff. Uh, so with you know with all that, how do you expect it, right? Because you seem like a like a heart, like kind of like what you're saying right now. Seems like you're you're humble, you're a hard worker. So how do you expect to take that on and and be able to look at these big lights? You know what I'm saying? Those because this is something that that a lot of people have not seen, right? It's those big lights. I mean, we've seen them on Friday nights, but when you start seeing the Saturdays and the camera, yeah. you know, people want to interview. How are you going to handle that? You know, I mean, have you had any practice? I mean, they tell us I, anything. I feel like the best way to go about that situation is just prepare your mind. You know, I mean your mind will be your biggest obstacle in that situation. You know, you seeing all the lights and the cameras and then big games and stuff, because that's what's going to happen, you know. It's going to be lights and cameras for our first game, you know. So for our Jackson State game, family yeah. game, it's going to be big cameras there. I feel like your mind got to be right for them type of games. And your body, I feel like the, your body comes with the offseason, you know. So in your technical approach to things, you could, you know, how you watch film, how you go about the week. But I feel like your mind is just your biggest obstacle in that situation. And I feel like my mind will be ready for them obstacles. Let me ask you, are you paying attention to the NFL draft right now, the 2022 NFL draft? I actually am. I have, um, I've been watching a few clips, you know, I've been watching, um, I've been looking at the numbers and stuff like that. I got a few favorites in my uh, eyes. Let me ask, who, who are you for? I mean, you can name my offensive lineman. I mean, who, oh, yeah. who do you, who do you think? Who do you think should uh in in the and and I guess let's go ahead and go through the first top three picks. How do you think those those top three picks should go to those teams respectively? I mean, it's just for fun, man. The top three picks, um, yeah, you got the Jags, the, the Lions, and um, how did I slip it? But anyways, go ahead. I know the Jags don't need a quarterback. Um, no, they don't. But they do need linemen. They do. But I I don't see them picking a lineman for the first pick. You know, I feel like they'll pick more of a, a defensive end or a, or a corner or a DB. Um, first pick. I mean, I, I mean, the two the two names that come to mind are Aiden Hutchinson and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's right? what I was, so, I was thinking Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Mm, man, I like him, man. You know, I'll stick. I'll put my name out there. I'll say I like that guy, man. I like him, too. Uh, I feel like. He he's built the last, you know. I like Aiden Hutchinson too. Um, I like how he played against Georgia too, even though he didn't make too much of an impact. But I feel like he was still dominant. So so would would so would Detroit Lions be uh, Aiden Hutchinson for you? I feel like that. You know, they had just picked up Panay last year. Um, they don't need a quarterback. They just picked up a quarterback in free agency uh, or a playmaker. I feel like they'll pick up a receiver. I feel like a lot of these receivers could go off the board quick. Oh, you're talking about like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, uh, Traylon yeah. Burks. Last question. Last question before we get off, because it's been a lot of fun. Um, overall, um, if you can, in a, in a nutshell, um, what would you consider a successful season for you and Grambling? For this year? Yeah, uh, and, and, and Grambling, yeah. As an individual or as a team? Uh, together. You could do both. Um, well, first, as an individual, I feel like, well, I have enough, you know, playtime last year. You know, I got my feet wet. You know, I got a lot of time. Um, I feel like this year, I, a successful season for me would be nothing less than first team all-conference, you know. Um, nice. The biggest goal for me would be uh, FCS All-America. 
um, in first team all conference. I feel like for the team, you know, I want to take us to Atlanta. You know, I want to go celebration bowl. You know, I feel like we deserve that. You know, we put the work in it. We put the time in. Why not? Why not, right? Like you said, you guys have been putting in the work. I'll tell you this. Um, I mean, right now you guys have the hype. You know, HBC, the entire HBCU has the hype. Uh, Grambling State has the hype. You guys have the energy. You guys just got to ride it and just work hard, have fun, and play some ball, man, and everything will fall into place. Tyler, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I'm going to be looking forward to looking at you. What's that jersey number, man? 51 this year. I'm wearing 51. Be on the lookout for me. All right. We will. We will. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate you all. All right, Tyler. Thank you so much for hopping on, and good luck this upcoming season. Okay. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.